Look at Dalton, ready to roll. Yes, sir. Of course, Mr. Honey's late. Of course. Of course. This could be a clip. Oh, there he is. There he is. Eeyore is connected. Oh, yeah. Hi, Eeyore. It's raining. Oh. Do what? It's raining. It's, oh, man. It, it was getting a little misty. <clears throat> As you can tell, voice isn't 100%, but we're getting there. Yeah, I think mine's getting worse. I felt like death earlier, so it's probably from all that all that snuggling we were doing. Obviously, are we are we are we gonna leave this in? Oh man, I, we can't reveal all our secrets. Hey. guys um so we are recording this it is currently thursday february 2nd it's nine o'clock um i got home about an hour and a half ago from old green wave park so for this week our for the Ville is just a congratulations to all of our seventh through 12th graders um, who are new and returning to the somerville baseball program um, we have some great talent returning. We have some new guys that, you know, are, are really looking to bring something to the table. Um, you know, we've obviously lost lost some pieces. We have lost some coaches, but, you know, we're, we're, we're going to begin that uh, the chase for that elusive state championship that every team is looking for. So good luck to all the guys. I'm excited to uh, keep you guys updated weekly. 100%. For episode two, let's get after it. Off the rip, we're joined on the podcast tonight by hometown hero Dalton Saunders, the last QB to graduate under the legendary John McKissick in the green and gold. And yes, uh, Andy Jewell, you will get the shirt. You got the the uh, trivia question correct on Twitter. Uh, Dalton, hi, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good, fellas. How are y'all doing? I'm doing we good. Doing I, feel like, I feel like we live together, actually. We're we're together more than uh, I'm with my family. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Oh, uh, we yeah we we, we spent a few hours a day together, huh? All right, and, so Dalton, and we haven't gotten in trouble yet, which is uh, which is odd, which is good, but well, which is odd. That, that's you, uh, you jinx. That's Knock called on maturity. Wood. Maturity. Knock on wood if we're around it, guys. <laughs> All righty. Well, Dalton, let's let's just get straight into it. Um, you know. We gave you the introduction. Just give us the story of, of who Dalton Saunders is. Um, you know, who, who is the man behind the mullet? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I went to, grew up here. I played at uh, Somerville for coach for three years. I went to a prep school right out of high school and uh, ended up at Charleston Southern where uh, I played and then started my coaching career down at Charleston Southern. What what years were you at Charleston? And obviously, I did, um, I have this question later, but you know it's pretty much all about Dalton here. Uh, before we go to Honey's house in Wizardville, but you you played? Did you play for the prolific Jamie Chadwell, who's one of your mentors? And explain explain kind of that relationship with us uh, for us um, at Charleston Southern. Yeah, so uh, my first year at Charleston Southern was Coach Chadwell's first year at Charleston Southern. That was in uh, two thousand and thirteen. Um, and we were there all four years. I graduated 2017 or I graduated 2018. So I had one more football season without coach. But, uh, after I graduated, I went on up to coastal Carolina and, uh, went and coached up there with them as well. What? Sean's up. My Sean's alma mater. Up. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so, all right. So actually let's go and get to this. So 
during your time in Myrtle Beach or in Conway, did you uh, was it still called Might as Well at the time? The bar? Oh yeah, Let's Might as it. Well. Nah, I don't. I don't remember one. I don't remember Might as Well. I went to plenty of bars, but I don't remember. Up that off, one. Uh, <laughs> up there, five forty four and five hundred one meet. It was, it was right across from Monarch, that, that apartment complex, correct? Right up the road? Yeah. Well, as a coach, you have to stay away from students in college. So anywhere students would uh, – anywhere we might run into a player, where we had a chance to run into a player, we would stay away from those places. So so what age did you – were you? And we're kind of getting ahead, but that's fine. What age did you start – did you start coaching college football? Because I started coaching college baseball when I was 20. I was 20, just turned 23 when I started coaching college baseball. So it wasn't that big of an age gap in the guys I was coaching, you know? Yeah, so I played two years at Charleston Southern, and then uh, I had a family incident. So I stepped away from the game uh, as a player, and I became a coach at 20. Oh, wow. 20. Yeah. So how how did you navigate? Um, because I mean, you're obviously um, you're younger than me and me and Drewster, but not. I mean, it's not that big of a gap. You know, how did you um, how did you navigate those waters of of coaching a guy at 20 years old and at, at Coastal? How how did you coach a guy that was older than you? How did you get exactly? Oh, by the time I got to Coastal, I was probably 20. I was about 23, 24. So I was a little okay. older than boys. Okay. But, well, what about Charleston Southern? Oh, you just – well, I was a quarterback, so I play. I played, so they knew who I was. Yeah. But, so I, I would run meetings with the uh, red shirts and backup offensive linemen, and you just got to – you just got to know what you're talking about. As long as you know what you're talking about, they're going to listen to you. you just was, it, was, it diff- was it difficult for any of those guys that you played with to kind of separate, you know – Dalton, my boy that, you know, I played with from, all right, this guy, you know, you know, I, I need to respect him on a different level at this point. You think that was difficult at all? Uh, no, because for me, it was never like a, a power thing. It was like, yeah. you know, hey, I'm, I'm a student coach. You're a fucking football player. You know, we're, we're, we're here to win. Like we're, we're, we're only here to, we're only here to win. That's what it is. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So, but, yeah, but if I was like hooting and hollering, trying to cuss out these boys, then that that would be a different story. <laughs> right. So, how long did you stay? Um, did you spend in in Conway with with Coastal? So I was in Myrtle Beach for a year, and then okay. I went to and then I went to Albany State, and then COVID happened, and I got out of coach in college. Once COVID started, our season got derailed. What was your what yeah. was your role at, at Albany State? Like it was a was, day in the life of, of the football coach Dalton Saunders. You wake up, what what's on the agenda? Oh, so at Albany State Albany State was ran just like Coastal and Charleston Southern because Gardenia, Coach Gardenia, who's the head coach at Charleston Southern now, he was the head coach at Albany State and he he was our offensive coordinator at Charleston okay. Southern. So it was ran the same. You know, we wake up uh Eight o'clock, we'd have uh, coaches meetings. So, and I lived in the office. I lived, uh, I, I lived, I lived in my office. I had an air mattress with a sheet and a pillow okay. and a blanket. So, so, so you literally lived in your office. So, oh, I literally lived in my office. So, so I assume the rent. I assume the rent was pretty manageable. Oh yeah, it was great. It was great. <laughs> so at Albany State, you had a, you had a football building, and then you had an athletics building. And I had an office in both of them. So in the football building, it was just a football team. I'd be down there. And there was, a, there was actually two coaches. Two of us lived down there. And we, we, had, our, we had our own uh, – we had a gym. We had a bathroom, everything. Just air mattress. Slept on, a, slept on an air mattress. There, I mean, there's no reason we all get along so well together because there's not many people that would do that. I would do that. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, it was it was fun. I, we actually did move into a little uh, apartment complex, though, old military housing, uh, Section Eight. Them boys robbed me, stole my book bag while I was taking in the groceries. 
So this yeah. is when I think you mentioned this earlier. Um, you had some some very important valuables robbed that day, correct? Yeah, both my conference championship rings, snags, mm. taking in groceries. Uh, and them boys just waiting, doo, just like that. So That's absolutely cool. no shot of you've never seen them again. Oh, no shot. No. In and out, boom, boom. All right, so 8 o'clock, you had coaches' meetings. You, you got up out of your bed. You just walked right across the hall to the coaches' meeting. What was next on the agenda? Oh, okay, so we would have our meetings in the football office, boom, talk about what we were going through for the day. And you're uh, in college, you're des- uh, designated a recruiting area. So I had, like, the panhandle of Florida, eastern Alabama, and a, and a part of south Georgia. So you had that. So you'd be looking at kids throughout the day during recruiting time and during game planning time, you were uh, responsible for a formation. So you'd be looking at the formation for the team you were playing every game they've watched. Boom, boom, boom. Coming up with your thoughts, your ideas. About 1030, 11 o'clock would roll around. We'd meet, have a little offensive meeting, go over our thoughts, go over the recruiting board. Uh, had to lunch about 12 o'clock, meet back up at 1, finish what we started. Then um, about, let's see, kids would get out of class about 2.30. So about 1.30, we'd head over to the football football building, get ready for the day, have practice. have meet. We'd have meetings with the kids every day before practice. You're meeting, watching film. About uh, you're watching film from the practice the day before. You're watching film of your opponent. Um, so that's what we would do. We'd we'd watch film from let's say two to two forty five. Then we'd have to walk a quarter mile to practice. It was pretty pretty nuts. Well, nice warm up though, right? Yeah, walk a quarter mile to practice. Practice at practice from three to five. Kids, we'd go eat dinner and then boom. We're talking and watching film as coaches. So from about 6 to 7, 7.30, we're watching film. Coaches with families go home to their families. Young coaches like I was, we're heading to our uh, – we're heading back to the office. All right, Drewster, after this one, it's all you, man. I, I got to ask him this question. Who's um, – with that that territory you had as a recruiter, obviously a lot of – uh, very good football players in those areas. Who's the biggest, not necessarily recruit that you landed, but who's the biggest recruit that you were able to get on campus? Oh, so this is HBCU Division Two ball. So the best recruit, in my opinion, I got on campus, uh, the cornerback from South Carolina, Israel Mukamu. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, he had a little brother. His little brother was a quarterback from Goose Creek. I got him to come all the way to Albany State. I loved him. I couldn't get the head coach to offer him. I loved the kid, though. And uh, he, he was a pretty good player. And uh, that day that he came to watch us play is when the mighty Gamecocks of South Carolina beat the University of Georgia, and his brother had three interceptions. We, so we just, let's we bring just, that we just up. Had to talk. We, just, we just had to bring that up. That's fine. Is that a good segue, Dalton, into the fact that um, I, uh, Drewster broke the news to me earlier today. He was telling me that Disney is actually going to start a okay. Disney After Hours uh, for the for the story of Stetson Bennett getting hammered in Relax. Relax. <laughs> Dude, okay. You can't lie. Okay. Stet- Stetson Bennett is living every man's dream right now. Oh, mm-hmm. a thousand percent. Oh, yeah. yeah. I-, I think every man has a dream, and then Stetson's living it a little bit better, honestly. Um. <laughs> Nah, man. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, the kid made a mistake. We all have. Absolutely. Um, but let's just, you know, use this as, as an opportunity because, you know, we work with kids. We work with athletes. Guys, be mindful of your surroundings and your decisions because, you know, we're, we're not all Stetsons. We're not all these big D1 athletes. But, I mean, I know, you know, we have some of our athletes that, that listen to this podcast. People are always watching. Um, so just make good decisions. Simple as that. And let me piggyback off that and be uh, wizard dad for a minute because um, K Ray will hear this. Um, actually, shout out to her. Listen to the first one and enjoyed it. Um, 
but but real talk um the stuff i don't have it i had it years ago when i was um in a different place in my life but but snapchat guys the stuff i see on snapchat from Mm -hmm. from every student you don't have to be an athlete just the stuff i see people see it like oh my gosh just be careful be careful yeah (laughs) gosh simply put but absolutely yeah um um, just another quick question, Dalton. So, you know, we've talked a lot about the coaching going back to the playing days. Um, so we talked about, you know, the biggest recruit, you know, who I won't say who was the, the biggest, you know, athlete player that you played against, who was the most intimidating or just the most impressive to watch and just be like, wow, I'm good enough to be on a field with this guy. Like I've, I've made it in a sense. Terrific question. You're talking about when I was playing? Yes, sir. Oh man, when we walked into Georgia, and I when I when I was in the uh, hedges, I said, "I have no business being on the field with these guys." <laughs> no, 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 sir. Them boys are a different level up there, and that's what these but guys that- got to understand. People are, uh, you got to be cut from a different cloth if mm-hmm. you're if you're going to make it in athletics. That's what, well, that's especially, what especially in your position, you know, at Charleston Southern, you know, you guys, you know, you're more athletic than, you know, a lot of the people around campus in your area. But I, I've, I imagine it's a very humbling feeling too to play, you know, at a place like Samford or some of the other places you might have played. Oh, man. So Charleston Southern is just a humbling experience in itself. Mm-hmm. So, like, when, when I was there, Coastal was in our conference. Liberty was in our conference. So we would have to go. We would drive up there eight hours to Lynchburg. We would um, eight hours Norfolk State. We would drive all these places. Kennesaw State, way nicer stadiums than us. And love Kennesaw. Uh, we, we'd go there and we'd, we'd beat them. Little ragtag Charleston Southern. We'd go to these schools with these great facilities and great fans. And then we come back to the at our stadium. <laughs> so that's that was always humbling. Charleston Southern, Charleston Southern. That's one thing about it. It it keeps you very humbled. It did. And I, yeah. I've always compared it a little bit to from the outside looking in. It almost looks like a retirement community driving by. Oh man! So one day we were playing a game. Maybe it was like North Greenville or something. They came into town, and uh, they just got out of a team meal. And one of their fans pulled up to me and was like, hey, where's your stadium at? And I was like <laughs> – and I said, oh, well, in Charleston Southern, it's only two roads. You, you turn left in a campus, and then there's <laughs> another left, and that, that's it. And I said, I said, uh, I said ma'am, I said, I said, you had to have passed it to get here. And they, her and her husband, they looked at me and they said, "That's the stadium," and they were they were in disbelief. They couldn't believe that was a Division One football stadium. And to be clear, wow. now it's they've they've done a lot of upgrades. They have. They, they I mean, they added some palm trees. <laughs> I mean, let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves now. I mean, you're right. You're right. Yeah, they 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 need to make it a little bold. Is what they need to do, right? Well, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say anything. What someone needs to do? What What I would do? I would make it a little bold, make make it a nice environment. I yeah. can see that. Not where you're kicking into the uh, whatever road that is. Yeah, Highway 78, right there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, looking back at your playing days now, as I've seen you throw a football at 28 years old, and you remind me of one of my buddies, Jacob Russell, who was a quarterback at North Carolina Central. Um, especially with your knowledge too. Um, but looking back, I've seen you throw it. Like what was your best attribute as a player? Oh, and, and, before, and, and, and before he answers that, let me just say, we watched Dalton throw the ball. I think it was two weeks ago. And, and for like three days after that, he, he comes back to school and, you know, we, we usually, you know, give each other a good morning, you know, a fist bump, but instead of good mornings, he, he'd come up and be like, man, can you believe I could still throw a football that far? <laughs> hey, rightfully so. Hats off. Oh, yeah. it, I've never been able to throw a football that far. So, oh yeah. So you know, I'm only five ten and three eighths, a buck, a buck ninety, two hundred pounds in my playing days. 
So you look at me, you know, you, you, it ain't a lot to look at. But when I throw the ball, that's when you were like, damn. All right. Well, maybe, maybe we can rock with this guy. So definitely my arm. No, that's it. My arm. Before, <laughs> before we take a trip to Honey's house, I got to know, what's your favorite, like, your go-to offensive and defensive schemes? Oh, spread option and all day for offense. You're going to, you got to run a spread option with – I mean, just like Coach Chadwell does, just like Coach Gardini does, you got to be able to run the ball, but you also got to, you also have to have a quarterback that can mentally have a passing game as well. Like you got to. And do I did it. watch, and I did watch a video of you uh, attempting to run the ball against Georgia. Um, that was a delight to watch. Oh man, it was a two point conversion. I thought I was going to score. I got fucking. I got smoked. Dude. <laughs> I I get up. I get up, and it was Buddy. Uh, man, who was it? Was Leonard Floyd? I think it was like Leonard Floyd, oh, yeah. someone like that. And I get up, and he's like six five, and I'm staring right into his chest, and I'm over here like, "Hey, you good, man? You good?" And he looks down. He looks down to me, and he like pats me on my back, and he's like, "Hey, I'm I'm good, brother. You all right?" And I was like, oh, uh, shit, and I just ran we, off to the silo. <laughs> we, we may need to see if we can get this um, Still Ain't Twitter up soon so we can maybe yeah, post that. Yeah, I haven't but... seen this. I got I to gotta see it. The, the best thing I've seen of Dalton is a random – I was looking at, like, Yannick and, and Mikey's huddle, and somehow I was just like – I was like, Dalton, what? I, le- I was watching Dalton for 35 minutes one day. I was like, that's, <laughs> that's sick. Yeah, they didn't have huddle around when I was a kid or when I was in school. <laughs> That, that's a game changer there. For sure. Let's take a trip to Honey's house. Knock, knock. Who's there? Oh, it's me, guys. I'm not I'm not going to the joke route because I wasn't prepared for that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's your friendly neighborhood ER here. So for Honey's house this week, we're going to mix it up a little bit. I got a little game. Uh, obviously, the voice is still coming back. So I wanted to, you know, get you guys input. Um, so this is a little game. Um, the, the the title is in the works, but we're going to go ahead and call it Go Ahead or Put It to Bed. Um, we obviously work in a high school, and we see a lot of trends, um, just a lot of things that, you know, we, I mean, we grew up with trends, um, just different things happened in the high school, very popular. So I just want to take, you know, a minute, minute and a half for each topic and just let you, let you guys decide, is this a trend that, you know, we want to go ahead with, keep it rolling? Or put it to bed. Time to be done with it. I like it. This guy's prepared. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So so this is a big one that I've seen in um, in Carolina, and I believe the name comes from Carolina. But squatted trucks—they're huge around here. They these trucks look like bullfrogs to me. Just you know, the behind down. I I absolutely hate it. But what do you think? Do we want to go ahead with squatted trucks or, or put it to bed? Hey, for the last 10 years, I lived in Myrtle Beach land where that was the thing. Um, Every time you pass one, and I think they're actually becoming uh, illegal or they're going to become illegal at some point. But Mm -hmm. uh, for me, um, obviously, that uh, kid's dad has too much money and the kid sits down to pee. Put it to bed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What what do you think, Don? Oh, terrible. Terrible. (laughs) Simply put, I like it. All right. This is another one. Um, a lot of, as we get older, probably some mixed opinions on this, but I think we, you know, as, as guys in the South, we've all been guilty of this, um, specifically to the town of Somerville, hanging out in the Target parking lot. But I mean, growing up, it was the Walmart parking lot for me. I was guilty of it. A lot of it are, you know, a lot of them are, are containing those squatted trucks, but hanging out in parking lots, spending your weekends there. What do we think? Go ahead, Dalton. I mean, when when I was in high school, there would be some kids would hang out at Publix, but that that's something I would never do personally. You would you <laughs> would never, never parking lot guy. You would never catch me in the parking lot blasting music at Walmart. I yeah, would not have believed that. Yeah. I, I would no. have taken you as a parking lot, and I, and I do not mean that offensively at all. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, don't don't let the mullet fool you. I've only had it for, <laughs> for a couple of years now. Oh man, well. It, it's it's well actually Wiz, sorry give me your two cents oh no man i think uh i 
I was never a parking lot guy. I was a big parking lot guy. Like after a Friday night baseball game in high school, I'm hanging out mm-hmm. in the baseball field parking lot, um, things like that. But uh, yeah, never my cup of tea. As long as they're not doing nothing stupid and doing drugs and stuff like that, then do whatever. It's all good. All right. Well, well, Dalton, it's funny you, you just mentioned don't let the mullet fool you because, um, you know, we're all guys that, you know, we're fans of baseball. Dalton also played uh, baseball at Somerville, correct? Yeah, I played a couple of years. All righty. So my next go ahead or put it to bed, it's still very popular. And I'll be honest, I think my opinion changes every day. Mullets. Mullets. As, are they still in? Hey, so a, a mullet, a good mullet, is <laughs> is a is a lifestyle. Like my hair, kind of like my beard for me, the bald and beard look for me. Yeah, so like, I, I love, I love my hair. Like that's just something about me, you know. Like that's just the one thing I I love my hair. So I I got you know natural curly hair thick hair so that that's why that, that that's my thing if you got like a long stringy mullet that's gross no nah, you need to cut it but if you got like full thick head of hair that's nice and curly hey man let's let's get it let's ride and, and would you all agree that it's it's a little bit more located around the baseball community these days I think, I mean, I think we, we see it a lot on the baseball field. Yeah, I think baseball yeah. and football, um, obviously, Mormons versus mullets with BYU playing against uh, Coastal. Uh, I actually got that T-shirt on right now. Oh, that's cool. awesome. That's epic. So, I mean, actually, oh, yeah. I think it's uh, – um, I don't know. I think I think it's kind of a, a, a more athletic um, football-baseball thing. I don't know if it's a trend, really. I think they've been around for forever, right? It's kind of a country thing, kind of a tough nose country boy thing. So that, that, that's I, what I would say it is. I was a big Billy Ray Cyrus guy. I, I, uh, my mom has never let me forget. At three years old, there was a there was a stage in a shopping mall, and I apparently went up on that stage and sang every word to "Achy Breaky Heart," and people ate it up. Um, probably because I was a three year old, it'd probably be frowned upon if I did it these days. <laughs> believe it or not, I don't have the great singing voice, but man, Billy Ray and that mullet. But you got a, another reason why baseball players are going to have mullets. I mean, they they wear a ball cap, so when they get their picture taken, I mean, you want you just want a long ass neck showing, or do you want nice flowing hair coming out of the back? That's true. That's, that's true. That's, that's it's that's, all about how you look a, with the hat on as a baseball player. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I'll be honest, Dalton. You saying you know it's a lifestyle. Um, a few, a few of our boys who have listened to the podcast, they loved my quote last week about my bald and beard look. And I believe, that, you know, that's kind of a lifestyle, too. I shave my head every morning in the shower. Um, it's a choice. Baffled. Yeah, it, this is a choice. So that may be that, that may have to be a piece of a still ain't merch when we start getting that going. Okay, see, so you say it's, it's a, choice. a choice. You say it's a choice, but is, is the hairline receding at all? I have hair. Okay, no further questions. I okay, okay. So we, so we see the choice. Okay. Here, hey, we'll we'll sneak a picture when he's like, you know, there's a little stubble back, and you can see where the hair actually grows. So we'll sneak a pic one day if he skips a day in the shower. Yeah, yeah y'all know I do not go more than a day. Every once in a while, I'll oversleep, but this is a choice. I'm rocking it. I look beautiful, and just like you, Dalton. Um, you're one of the goofiest looking guys I've ever seen in my life. I mean, not the best way possible. <laughs> oh man! If I cut my hair, I looked like the average Joe. That's true. Wait, we 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 we've seen you with the crew cut, man. Yeah, not 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 a good look for me. <laughs> All righty. Well, you know that's been our first edition of um, Go Ahead or Put It to Bed. It's something that I'm I'm very interested in reintroducing, but. You know, I thought it was appropriate to just kind of give it that high school spin since that's our life these days. Can can we go ahead and go to bed on something else? Oh, this man funny. over here saying Mahomes was okay. comparable to MJ's flu game. Uh, there it is. Can we say that? Is. Say that? You brought this up. Okay, so, all right, let's start from the beginning. All right, this is what okay. Drewster tells, text me and Dalton. What is it, Drew? What would you tell us? Oh, man. 
Let's oh. let's pull it up. Oh, he's gonna pull it up. It it just literally told us that. As as we're looking for it, so we know Patrick Mahomes um, a few days ago, the AFC Championship. Um, the Chiefs were playing the Bengals. At this point, it was not yet viewed as a rivalry because the Chiefs, you know, Joey B versus Mahomes, the Bengals were three and zero at the time. Um, so Mahomes' high ankle sprain typically takes, I believe, three to six weeks to recover from. The man comes in, compared to, to some of his other games, and may not be considered lights out, but you look at the man's stats, he does not throw an interception, um, two touchdowns, leads his team to the promised land. You know, there we got the Kelsey Bowl now. I'm not saying that Mahomes is Jordan, but – you can't say that it's not Jordan-esque. You look at Dirk Nowitzki years ago. Okay, okay. You know, he tell had, us what he had he his said. flu game. Oh, my God, flu game. He said, all right, verbatim right here, that <laughs> performance by Mahomes rivals the MJ flu game. Put it rivals. to bed. Mahomes, if, if Mahomes had a severe high ankle sprain, he could not have played. So he he had a little tweak. Yeah, he was pl- he was playing injured. Well, football shot players him up, do. They taped him up. Yeah, yeah, but he's also making fifty million dollars a year. So we watch know. we watch that man limp across. I mean, are we really going to discredit that man that way though? I will. Oh no, will. no, no! Mahomes is awesome. Mahomes is awesome. Guy. I'm one of those guys that like Dustin Pedroia can't stand him. Right? Can't stand him. LeBron James can't stand him. Patrick Mahomes can't stand him, but I will respect him. I will respect his greatness and how good he is. However, like if you're if you're LeBron and you get fouled, do you put on a show? If you're Patrick Mahomes, you know everybody's like, "Oh man, he's hurt." Are you going to limp a little more after you make a big play? Like, come on, he's putting on. He's entertaining. Yeah, I mean, so, I'm, so I'm like, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, sorry. Dalton. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, mean, I, I he definitely was 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 hurting. <laughs> he was definitely hurting out there. But Michael Jordan was like literally sick, though. Like, but, not no, a he did not. He was not flu positive. He had flu-like symptoms. Now, real quick, give me thirty seconds. We'll talk about Dirk Nowitzki and the finals. In was it twenty eleven against the Miami Heat? Um, he played in a game, one hundred and one fever. Um, he ended up. He had eleven points after three quarters. Ends up with ten points in the fourth quarter. I mean, that's not a phenomenal performance, but again, the conditions that he did it under, is that comparable? We talk shilling the bloody stock. What does it take to get it to that level? See, I feel like Mahomes is more comparable to shilling with the injuries. Right. Dirk's, okay. more, Dirk's more like MJ because they were sick. And Dirk's great. Dirk's, all, Dirk's awesome. Like, they're both mind over matter, but at the end of the day, if it's a physical injury, like my thing is with, um, with with shilling, how do you not just go like seriously wrap it and put a new sock on? Like I feel like that yeah. was BS too. I'm a big conspiracy guy, so like I don't know. Well, well, so shilling game one did my research earlier. So yeah, he um, I mean he got the stitches in it, and then it was was it game six he came back out and yeah. I, I do still think that was that was dramatized a little bit, but oh yeah, I, I'm they, still. I gotta get there back morning. from Rio. Yeah, exactly. And and who's who's not going to be happy when the Yankees lose? Exactly. <laughs> All right. That was, that was All a good deal. All right, Wiz. What, what do you think? What do we got next? Oh, we got Wizardville. All right, speaking of conspiracy oh. theories and stuff, um, oh. this, is just, this is just random, and we'll make it quick. Um, so Dale Earnhardt – or Dale Jr. Download. Dale Earnhardt Jr. Um, has a podcast, Dale Jr. Download, and he brings on a lot of racing guys. He's brought on some baseball old managers and stuff, but – um, brings on all types of different people. He brought on Scott Bloomquist um, a couple months ago, and Scott Bloomquist is a is a nationally known dirt car driver um, stud. Um, and he starts talking about UFOs. All right, before I get into what he said, um, straight off, let's go with Dalton first. Do you believe in UFOs? Are there aliens out there? I mean, I I think for us to not think that there's some other beings out there in this vast universe that would be I think that would be small minded 
Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. What do you think, Drew? I mean, I agree. We're we're what we're one galaxy, an entire solar system. Is is that what it, the solar system's all of space? Correct. Right. I'm not a big science guy. You know, I I teach special ed. Um, there's a, there's a reason I'm not teaching about the whole world. I'm I'm helping kids fold clothes and and learn how to put on deodorant, and I'm okay with that. I love that. So yeah, not the most intelligent guy here, but we're one galaxy, and and we're we're pretty impressive. Yeah, but. It, we're we're one tiny piece of a massive puzzle and you know as impressive as our technology is i don't think we've even scratched the surface on getting to some of these other places so i think there's definitely other places out there wondering are there people like us out there and they're scott, probably very glad they haven't met us because dear lord <laughs> well scott talked about um how um, they're all around us, and if you if you're looking for them, and your eyes are open, and your your mind's open, um, almost like a trip to Joshua Tree on shrooms, um, you know you'll you'll find them. And he talks about um, how he literally spent three days with them, and it's that's that's super heavy. But um, speaking of technology, um, we'll get this podcast uh, to super techno- technology levels if we mm-hmm. you know you guys keep listening. Um, and drug uh, Drew keeps uh, plugging every. Um, every chance he gets to listen to the podcast, but we're going to try this guys 34 seconds. If the sound sucks on your uh, car radio speakers, I apologize. Um, if it doesn't, then, then great. 34 seconds. Here you go. This is Scott Bloomquist on the down Dale junior download talking about aliens. There's a world out there and there's existence out there that you can't see. Your conversation makes me feel like you've had a very up close encounter with the UFO in your life. Yeah, I was gone for a couple of days. Just something for everybody out there, you know, when the time comes, you know, don't get on the cigar-shaped ship. Get on the saucer, okay? Just, 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 just a little friendly advice. <laughs> What's wrong with the cigar-shaped ship? Wait, I got it. They're not nowhere near as friendly. They're not? No. The saucer, that's the one. Get on that one. You got it. So now let's take it there. I don't know if you guys can hear it that well, but he says if, if the time ever comes for you to get on the cigar-shaped ship, not the uh, or don't get on the cigar one. Get on the saucer looking one because the saucer looking aliens are a lot more uh, friendly. What's your? What, do you believe this wacko or what do you think? Yeah, I, I I know I'm getting on the uh, the saucer. That's that's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like I hear this man speaking and how do you you can't make that up, <laughs> right? <laughs> it, it, it'd be hard to. I mean, we say that, but look at these dang TV shows and movies they come out with these days. Yeah, very true. I have have my front door open right now, the glass door. You know, I'm just looking out. I'm about to go shut my front door because now I'm nervous. I'm just about to, you know, come walking by. Wait, why are you nervous? You know to get on the saucer. (laughs) That gives you? Oh, man. I guess. Before we wrap up with Dalton, um, final thought for me is an uber fact for the day. Um, Longer basketball shorts actually became popular after Michael Jordan asked Champion, who was the supplier of NBA uniforms at the time, um, to make them longer so that he could hold on to them when he was crouched over and out of breath. Fun fact for the day. Oh, man. Uh, That's a nice fact. Thank you. You so I'm 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 gonna give my my final thought, um, but you know that brings to mind another um, go ahead or put it to bed. I just need a simple, just a simple three word response. The short shorts are coming back a little bit too. Short shorts, go ahead or put it to bed. Go ahead. I'm I'm going ahead. I'm I'm going ahead with those. I can't stand them baggy shorts. Yeah. All yeah. Right. I, Wiz? I'm going. If if y'all see me in the weight room at uh in the Ville, um, I, I'm I'm saying keep the short shorts as long as you have the American Eagle nine inch uh, draws underneath that come out, and you got to make sure they got some cash or some flowers or some uh whatever you know they got to be got to be flashy. No, I'm, exactly. I'm not talking about booty shorts now. You got to have shorts that you come in <laughs> right, right right below the knee. I, oh, right below the knee. Or no, I mean, right above the knee. Five sorry, inch above right above the knee. Sorry, sorry, okay. Above the knee. Above the knee. Yeah, sorry. I'm talking five inch inseams, right. like the short ones that we see all the baseball guys wear. Uh, no, right. no, too much skin. I ain't trying to see all like, that. 
Yeah. All so, right. Dalton, so, so, go ahead. So, go my ahead, true Drew. final thought, real quick. Um, and it's a question for Dalton. I, I give you a lot of crap. Um, obviously, you know, Charleston Southern was, they, they had they, uh, a title. Was it revoked? Not revoked. I don't know. They got in some trouble, whatever. It wasn't a big deal. But as a guy who has been around Shadwell um, and, and both, both communities and, and both Charleston Southern and Coastal, which, which did you prefer? Just the family mentality? Um, I mean, pick one, Charleston Southern or Coastal Carolina. Oh, well, I mean, for me, there's definitely going to be Charleston Southern because that's where I spent the majority of my time. That's where I graduated. And I wasn't there. I left before they got hot, hot. You know, I, I left right before Coach Chadwell's first year. They went five and seven. And then 2020, when COVID happened, that's when they took off. So mm-hmm. if I would have been there during that time, it might be a little different. But uh, Coach Chadwell is a very Christian man. So mm-hmm. when he was at when he was at Charleston Southern, you know, you can preach the gospel, you can preach the Lord. And coastal, you know, you got you, you got to rein it in a little bit, you know, because it's yeah. a state school. But that and that's the reason why he chose to go to Liberty. So now he can preach the Lord, and there there's no repercussions, you know. Hey, hey, man, it's it's our tagline, and it starts with a hashtag. It ain't college; it's coastal. Oh man, dude, oh. Coastal was awesome. Coastal was awesome. Great, great. It was a great year. But our cheating story—that's bullcrap. Okay, so all it was <laughs> was the kids were going to get, were going to the bookstore to get their money. They're this on is, the, this I, is at, hold on. This is at College of Charleston, or I mean Charleston Southern. Yes, this is at Charleston. Okay. Book. This is the bookstore I, scandal. I, I didn't know if you. I didn't know if you wanted to give the score. So I'm glad you are, real quick. Oh, I'm, I'm kind of upset we haven't been talking about it. All right, the uh, the bookstore scandal, okay? So for years, long before Chadwell even got there, Charleston Southern, they give all the scholarship athletes their athletic money on their student ID or their book money on the student ID. Similar so, to like a financial aid refund. Yes. So like let's say, let's say the athlete had $500 on his ID, but his books only cost $300. Well, we the, know that ain't happening. Yeah, well, the the uh, the bookstore people they would say, "Hey, you still have this two hundred dollars. If you don't spend it, then it goes away." So kids would be buying. You know, this is back when like Drake or uh, Beats Beats were popular. So like people would be buying Beats headphones and laptops and and shirts and stuff like that. And no one thought anything of it until one day our all our all conference, all freshman rookie of the year. I'm not going to say his name, but he was the assistant to our uh, 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 compliance. He was the assistant to the compliance lady, and she was a headhunter. Man, she was from she was from Liberty. She was trying to make a name for herself. And one day, our buddy, our our athlete, he uh, he misspoke. He said, "Yeah." I got this laptop from the bookstore with my book money. And she was, she said, what, excuse me. And (laughs) he went and told her how they buy laptops and everything. And she turned us into the NCAA. That's wild. Yeah. So 26 players got suspended um coach Chadwell was suspended for a game coach corn was suspended for a game it was it was nuts like uh we're we're up here we're about to play north dakota state first game of the season week zero all right first first game espn and uh, mac brown announcing our game kept calling us georgia georgia southern the whole game mac <laughs> brown um, oh lord well, right, right before the game starts, uh, one of uh, one of the people, athletic and admin people, come down. Hey, so this player, this player, this player can't play tonight. We had eleven wow. players against North Dakota State couldn't play, and we lost that game in overtime. We missed a field goal at the end of, uh, at the end of regulation. 
And uh, yeah, so and then we play. All right, so when I was at Charleston Southern, about half the team was from Florida, and uh, one of the recruiting tactics because this was before the portal and everything, so you couldn't just up and leave. So one of the recruiting tactics for these guys were, hey, your senior year, we're playing Florida State in Tallahassee. So these guys been there three, four, three, four years, two years, whatever. They're, you know, they're expecting to play at Tallahassee. Well, 26 dudes are suspended, and you can either sit out against Florida State or sit out against Monmouth, and Monmouth is a conference game. And – We'll, we'll, you know, as a coach, you know, we're, we're going to be damned if you're going to sit out a conference game. So 26 dudes and the majority of them from Florida couldn't play against Florida State. That was that, that was pretty uh, that was pretty heartbreaking. for those So how guys. much longer did that lady work there after that? Oh, she worked there for probably two or three years, and then she moved on. She she worked for like the Big South. She got her payday. Oh yeah, she got she got she cashed in. Yeah, that's absurd, man. Yeah. And, well, well, where's a uh, oh, where yeah. No, so don't. Well, where's I think, yeah, I think we got one. We, we we got one more little portion to talk about, right? Our our ain'ts. For sure, that absolutely. That's what I was going into. So obviously, Dalton, you are um, a stud. You got a good voice. You got a good story. Uh, we definitely got to have you, you got back. A great hair. hair. A great head of hair. Oh, top! Uh, don't don't put some respect on his name. I say top top number one mullet I've ever seen. <laughs> top and and yeah. and hold it, hold it, uh, Drewster's beard is top three. Okay. Drewster's oh, Drew has a great beard. He has a great beard. Top and three. he's and he's bald by choice. By exactly. choice. Exactly. He's not bald. Choice, baby. He shaves it by choice. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so we definitely got to have you back on. And if if everything works out the way it it, it looks like it's going to, um, Dalton and I will be uh, uh, have a microphone in our hands a lot together moving forward in the spring. If he if he's if he's around, I know Drew will stop by when he's not playing. Uh, his team's not playing, but um, mm-hmm. we'll we'll get into that a little more on a later podcast. But um, so the still ain't podcast comes from uh, Michael Hardy. Um, obviously everybody knows him as Hardy, the, the country singer and uh, songwriter there that's taken the country, uh, radio by storm and Nashville by storm. Um, and, and my still ain't, is still ain't sold out. And that's just, um, you know, a lot of stories that I've told you Dalton and, um, obviously Drew does too. I don't have to go into those and make everybody mad at me, but, um, I still ain't sold out. I'm going to be me no matter what, um, Drew's mm-hmm. is, uh, still ain't, um, I- I'm, I'm going to change it up a little bit, but this week it still still ain't satisfied. You know, like we said, we're about to start a new baseball season. Um, my second year on the JV staff, we're coming off a 20-3 and three season, phenomenal season, but I'm not satisfied for, with 20-3. and three. You know, we, we want to win a hit tournament. You know, the, the sky's the limit um, to find a zero, and that L column would be ideal. So, you know, we're still unsatisfied. So, Dalton Saunders, 28 years old. Quarterback, coach, you work in the special ed department with me and Drewster now at Somerville High School. And you're uh, phenomenal at it, man. Oh, Thank oh. you for everything you do. Oh, absolutely. Um, I don't know if he's crazy or a saint. And uh, we've all we've all gone to uh, um, to the board and, and decided that Dalton Saunders is an absolute saint and uh, is is a terrific human being and has a great heart mm-hmm. and great soul. And and uh, man, I'm proud of it. You you work. You work hard every single day, and you show up every day ready to work, and um, that's a that's a beautiful thing. So, um, you know, you've done all this stuff. You got your own business um, on the side. Um, what is what is you you're still ain't? What is your ain't? Um, Drew, damn, Drew took a good one. Still ain't satisfied. That's pretty good. <sighs> damn, and you're welcome to take the same one. We all have our reasons. Oh, absolutely. And and by the way, guys that are listening, we absolutely just put him on the spot for this. This was not written yeah. down anywhere in the show sheet for Dalton to be ready for. Oof, excuse me. I'm gonna go with still ain't satisfied. You know, I got I like it. I had a had a little rough little uh couple days here. Drew knows what I'm talking about, so mm-hmm. just gonna just gonna keep on pedaling. I like that. That's it, man. Hey, well, Dalton, you hey guys, I think I think we need to get that Twitter going this week, Wiz, because again, we got video clips. But guys, we would love to hear your guys' still ain'ts. 
Exactly. What we'll do, man, is we'll just, uh, as opposed to just throwing it out on online on Wizardville and all that, we'll just create it. We'll just create it. Um, another cool thing we can do, and it seems like we've got the listening pool that would like to do this um, with Anchor. Actually, we're going to start having Anchor ads in our podcast already. Thank you guys for listening. And um, Oh, thank you guys. Absolutely. So we're going to um, have the Anchor ads, and with that comes um, a phone number that we'll put out um, probably on episode three. Uh, where you guys can call in and I'm sure we'll get some uh, like prank calls and stuff too. Um, but we'll be able to actually add those in and, and respond to those. Um, you can call in, ask us questions or answer trivia questions um, and things like that. And I'm going to put Drewster on the spot here. Drewster, give us a, give us a trivia question this week for Twitter. Mm-hmm. You got any idea? How tall is oh. Stetson Bennett? How, how, how good is Stetson Bennett? How about this? How about this? Um, how many scholarship offers did Stetson Bennett have coming out of high school before walking on at the University of Georgia? We'll see who Googles the fastest. Who listened, who listened all the way through? I got a question for Drew before we get out of here. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. All right, there's only one right answer. Who's the best mm-hmm. receiver to ever go to the University of Georgia? Mm, I'm biased. Um, but – I gotta, I gotta go with my man, Somerville native, AJ Green. AJ Green, baby. How to, how to get his name in here? Oh yeah, absolutely epic, man. Dalton, you are an absolute joy. Um, every single day, man. You brighten my day. I know you brighten uh, your boy's day. You brighten Drew's day. And I have to see if she listens to the whole thing here. But I have to give a shout out to my seventy-four-year-old favorite teacher <laughs> in the world. I can't. <laughs> I can't name drop that one, but um, seventy-four years old and still kicking it. Oh man, we know she doesn't make. We know she doesn't make it this far into the podcast. No, absolutely not. She won't. But <laughs> we, we can uh, we can find a reason to say, hey, if you listen to fifty-one minutes and eighteen seconds in episode two of the Still Ain't Podcast. <laughs> hey man, I love you boys. I appreciate everything. Um, this will be sick coming out Wednesday, February or uh, February eighth. Uh, it'll be your uh, what is it? Uh, smell of coffee and sizzling bacon. And uh, those beautiful fragrances, fragrances not provided by us. Champagne toast, baby. See hey, you boys in the morning. See you boys in the morning. No, hold on. Hold on, Dalton. Go ahead and ask the question. Or go ahead and tell everybody what Drew, Drewster does uh, when he's ready, uh, single and ready to flamingo on his first date. What, what his main uh, question is. Oh, he loves to ask girls what their favorite candle flavor is candle <laughs> scent sorry candle I've, scent i've never done it but champagne toast all day hey. um and it's a choice if, if you're if you're wanting to get married uh just go up to drewster and uh ask him out on a date and just tell him you love champagne toast and there you go and, and if you're a single I, mom if you're a single mom he will take you in a heartbeat just throwing that also <laughs> I, I i will buy appetizers on the first date mozzarella sticks are preferred um, but, you know, I'm open for, for that conversation. Drewster, <laughs> you're the man. Dalton, love you, brother. Um, love keep it cute or get cut. Keep it, keep it cute or get cut. Keep it cute or get cut, guys. <laughs> Later, boys. See ya.